Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. And last week, we did the offense for the class of 2025, storylines, targets, where we're going to do it this week with the defense. So lots of names to get into, especially up front, on the back end as well. Um, Thought we did pretty good uh, last week. Will Miles will join me back uh, again next week. Uh, so solo episode here of Gators Breakdown to get you through this class of 2025. And as I said, focused on the defense this time. So hit that like button. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. Get those notifications when there's a new Gators Breakdown right there on your favorite podcast platform right here on YouTube. But hey, right here on those YouTube uh, on YouTube, those likes go a long way. Those comments go a long way. Your support really helps Gators Breakdown grow. And look, if you want to support even more, of course, GatorsBreakdown.com. You'll find a few articles up there. And especially, of course, Gators Breakdown Plus. Extra episodes, the Discord chat, ad-free episodes, starting just $3 a month if you really want to support what we're doing here on Gators Breakdown and get some benefits out of it. You can do it right there. Link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get straight to... Talking about this defense and a lot of storylines, figuring out all the new coaching moves, mostly on the defensive side of the ball. Well, now up front, of course, Gerald Chapman takes over up front for the Gators in the defensive line. Sean Spencer out. Uh, Mike Peterson still up there as, as well, helping coach that edge group. So we'll get into you know defensive, true defensive line targets, edge targets, and we're just going to start up front take a look at this defensive line edge group. And of course the thing is kind of for me is to build off of getting LJ McCray last cycle, you know, starting this cycle off. Of course you got edge rusher, Jalen Wiggins, the top 100 player for Florida. Um, the Gators have recruited Wiggins for the edge position, but with his current size, he could develop uh, into an end or even an inside player uh, at a recent under armor camp in Orlando. Wiggins just, for what we knew about him, that's what he showed. Quickness off the ball, impressive footwork, active active hands, excellent drive, and it's his reach. That, that's standing out. Uh, that's really posing a challenge for offensive linemen. So uh, another storyline to follow here. I mean, you got one big-time recruit in the fold, and that's a big one. I mean, Wiggins, Wiggins is huge, uh, and, and – Building doing that right after you get somebody like LJ McCray. So 
two good players. And then, of course, Wiggins stays. It'll be two classes in a row where you're getting you know, outstanding edge rush potential here. But another big storyline here, and hopefully it doesn't hurt this group down the road, Florida's losing defensive lineman grad assistant Callie James to Jackson State as he gets a defensive line coach job there. Recruits and players thought very highly of James. So you hope down the road as Florida figures out this 2025 class, you know, you got one in the fold here. Uh, but being able to add some of these names that we're going to discuss here in the next few minutes, um, Callie James was supposed to be a big part of that. So we discussed that last episode, uh, of course, and some of the coaching changes going on at Florida. But talking specifically about this group, that's, you know, these names that we're going, you'll hear his name come up. Uh, and some of these quotes from some of these players, so Florida's definitely got to find a way to replace that. All right, so let's get into it. Andrew Maddox out of the state of Mississippi. We'll start with some targets here. We'll start with one out of state. State of Mississippi, he's put Florida in his top 10. One of the top defensive linemen in the country is, vi- is visiting the Gators April 5th. And you see, I mean, he's a top 100 player right here, Andrew Maddox. One of the top defensive linemen in the country, April 5th. It'll be for an unofficial visit and a spring practice. He's visited before, but he's had recent conversations with Ron Roberts and love what Florida showed him before her. You know, now he wants to see more. Six foot three, 270 pound Maddox is offers from the best of the best. LSU, Auburn, Alabama, Texas AM, Texas, Florida State, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Miami, Tennessee. You know, so got to fight the in-state schools here from Mississippi, but also all the big boys uh, around Florida. Next, we'll go to Myron Charles from Port Charlotte, Florida. We'll go in-state here. Another one of the top defensive linemen in the country, and this is one that may end up a big three battle between Florida, Florida State, Miami, after major visits from and to all three recently. After visiting Gainesville in late January, Six foot five, 260 pounder says the Gators are climbing the charts, and the Gators shared with him he is at the top of their board. Charles said he has no number one school at the time. He added that a commitment decision will probably come around the summertime and hopefully before his senior year. Let's keep it going with Jarquez Carter, four star local talent that has strong connections to the Gators, given, of course, he's not far from campus, just about 30 minutes away from in Newberry. Carter considers Florida the hometown program. He's visited Florida several times in January, fostering, of course, a closer relationship with the staff. And that spread some optimism in Gainesville about where they stand in this one with Carter, about a top 300-ish player here. He goes, quote, I like their defensive line coach. During my last two visits, he showed me techniques, interacted with my family, and connected me and connected with me on a personal level. We discussed topics beyond football. Carter mentioned in his conversation with Chad Simmons in On3 while speaking about Gerald Chapman, of course, the new defensive line coach at Florida. So those ha- who have secured dates from the fast-rising foot two, 284-pounder Miami getting a visit, Penn State, Tennessee, Florida State, Ohio State, USC on March 30th. Um, the Hurricanes are the, seem to be the program recruiting him the hardest right now. Alabama just offered last week. He does have a Gators official visit scheduled for late May. Jarquez Carter. So he did go on to say, you know, what matters to me is which school I can feel that can develop me the most, which coaches I can trust for the next three or four years, because I don't plan on entering the transfer portal. 
Carter told Simmons. I plan on competing and earning a starting spot at the school I'm at. So good, good to hear that mindset. You don't hear that mindset a whole lot. You know, I don't even coming out. You know, before he commits to a school, I don't plan on entering the transfer portal. So you know where his mind's at. Seems like you know, he'll do everything he can to, to to go to the right school the first time. All right, let's keep it going. Tylon Lee, Panhandle product, nearly two dozen offers. And the in-state rivals, Hurricanes and Seminoles, are also recruiting some, another in-state uh, battle. The big three more from outside of the state of Florida are involved as well. Lee is out of Milton, Florida, six foot four, two hundred forty-five pounder, maybe a bit underdeveloped at this stage of his process, but has a high ceiling and wants in a system where he can be built up and developed. Miami thinks very highly of Lee, who was on campus for um, Elite Prospect Day there late January. Florida State has hosted him a ton, being a school that's close by. Miami and Florida are involved for the Panhandle product. In 2023, his junior campaign, 61 tackles, 20 tackles for loss, five sacks, two forced fumbles, and 10 contests. As a sophomore, he had 88 tackles. 10 of those were for a loss, 24 quarterback hurries, three and a half sacks, and three pass breakups. And helped pace to a 7-4 and four in Florida's 4S classification. Keep it going right here. Defensive lineman Xavier Ogponu. No immediate plans to return to Gainesville from the state of Texas. He identifies Florida as a key player in his recruitment, though. The Denton, Texas Geyer Jr., Received a visit from defensive line coach Gerald Chapman in January, which resulted in an offer. Ukponu then visited the Gators for the first time later that week. Now he says he has a clear understanding of the SEC's program, placing his recruitment. I visited Florida in February, so I don't need to return in March, but they're definitely in my top five right now, Ukponu told Gators Online. Quote, I say the relationships with defensive Assistant defensive line coach Callie James and coach Chapman. The atmosphere down there is really in, in Gainesville is really nice. I'm not going to lie, has a quiet feeling to it. You won't have distractions going to Florida, so I feel like it's a place you can focus on your craft. So, like I said, you know, Ponder says he received a family-like vibe from both Chapman and James, and now, of course, James is now gone. So there we go. That's one of the storylines. You know, you go through and even recent interviews. Callie James is being discussed by a lot of these defensive line prospects, and now he's on the way out. So how does it affect, and especially from somebody like, you know, you know, a, a opponent from out of state? You know, so the six foot three, two hundred ninety pound, fifty second ranked offensive uh, defensive lineman in his class, Florida battling Texas, Texas A&M, Miami, Oklahoma, Oregon, USC, Tennessee, LSU, Missouri, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and SMU, among others. He says an official visit should get planned. Keep it going here with Wilderson Telemach, six foot five, two hundred and fifty-five pound defensive end, has high interest in the Gators. Uh, the product from Miami has locked in official visits with West Virginia and Minnesota, while trips to LSU, Missouri, and Texas A&M are also in the works. He had a visit in January that went really well. He told Gators Online Corey Bender, "Quote: The staff was good when they had Coach Sean Spencer." But now with defensive line coach Gerald Chapman there, it has improved. I got to chill with him and Coach Callie James. 
the assistant. And then I had time to talk with Billy Napier and with him from time to time. They said they love my game, said the South Florida native. I can be an edge guy. I can be an outside linebacker, a strong side defensive end. It just depends on how my body fills out in the future. Look for an unofficial visit to take place between March 22nd and 26th for Telemark. But once again, another one that mentioned Callie James. Here we go. Richard Scott visited the Gators in January, receiving a red carpet treatment and a scholarship offer, being heavily recruited by Mike Peterson. Currently not ranked in the rankings right now. He hails from St. Thomas Aquinas there, of course, in South Florida, uh, the edge product there. Now scheduled his next visit to Florida for April 6th. Six foot four, 230 pounder. Scott remains unranked by all the major recruiting services, but he's rapidly becoming sought after by Miami, Ole Miss, Penn State, West Virginia, Pitt. They've also offered him scholarships. So when asked about his next visit to the swamp, Squamps, uh, Scott said, I enjoyed Florida the last time I was up there. I'm looking forward to checking out a spring practice. So not ranked, but getting some interest here. While attending his junior year at Fort Lauderdale, Cardinal Gibbons in uh, Florida, he, he switched schools. Uh, he recorded 41 tackles in his junior year, 14 solo, eight tackles for loss, two sacks, according to Max Preps. So, of course, if you're on YouTube, you can see I popped the list up there. And I left a couple names off because I wanted to come back around to two of them. And these guys are flip prospects. Javion Hilson, who's committed to Florida State, and Malik Autry, who's committed to Auburn. Let's start with top 50 player Hilson, who's from Coco, decommitted from Alabama in January, and then flipped to Florida State. Six foot three and a half, 225 pound edge product, ton of growth, growth potential there. Racked up 97 tackles, 27 tackles for loss, 44 quarterback hurries, 14 sacks, three forced fumbles two pass breakups, and a fumble return. His dad, FSU fan, so it might be a hard pull since he's already committed there. He's had nothing but great things to say about Florida after visiting Florida for the Tennessee game last year and admitted that game moved Florida ahead of Tennessee at the time. So it makes you wonder if he takes results like that into consideration, how much does the five and seven hurt, five and seven season hurt Florida? Uh, he did say Florida was high on his list before his original commitment to Bama, though. So, Keep that in mind. Was high on Florida, committed to Alabama, decommitted from Alabama, flipped to Florida State. So, not saying he'll flip, but that's just a name. You know, if we're going to look at some flip candidates, he'd be one. I wouldn't necessarily predict it. This was changing a bit. Might be a little more favorable towards Florida if there's going to be a flip candidate here on the defensive line. But another four star prospect with a confirmed visit date is Auburn defensive line commit Malik Autry is going to return to Florida on March 29th through 31st. Multi-day trip. So that's coming up. They're also going to have an official visit take place soon. Autry has visited Florida a handful of times. Says it's still the school pushing the hardest to flip him. He also commented on Gerald Chapman and Callie James saying they're a great bond with the defensive line coaches and that those are his guys. He also had a great relationship with Sean Spencer before he was fired, so 
You know, two of the names he was the most familiar with no longer on staff now. Sean Spencer gone, Callie James now gone. So it does make you wonder where the recruitment may stand. So it may make this flip a little more difficult, you know, with the staff, staff changes, but worth keeping tabs on, especially now that he has announced he will officially visit Florida June 14th through the 16th. So this coaching change is happening, but he's still going to make that official visit. Gators are working. He says the Gators are working him the hardest despite all the staff changes. So getting him on campus is needed to continue work for this flip. Finish his junior campaign with 56 tackles, nine tackles for loss, seven quarterbacks hurries, three and a half sacks, and a pass breakup. So there you go. There you go. Look at the defensive line. A lot of targets there, a lot of names, edge, defensive linemen. You know, so, so hard to project where some of those guys are going to fit right now. How far to move some guys around, edge spot, defensive end spot, weak side, strong side. So we'll see where it all ends up. But don't know, like trending wise, with some of those names, where Florida's trending the best, at least for some of the top names, at least. So I had to bring up, I think, some of those, some of those flip targets. All right, let's keep it going. Let's go linebacker. Terrific Hall last cycle, of course. Miles Graham, Aaron Childs. Well, let's go right here. Tarvos Alford, one of probably the, the top storyline so far at the linebacker spot for Florida is Tarvos Alford, one of the top linebackers in the country, and at one time was thought to be a heavy, heavy lean towards Florida. Vero Beach product has been on campus many times. He was close to Jay Bateman. And Alfred said he had concerns when he left the program, but being back on campus since then, he still has the Gators high on his list. But of course, you know, this recently, it seems like one this will get away from Florida as Alfred looks to be trending towards Ohio State. Six foot two, 205 pound Alfred recently cut his list to six schools. And we'll be choosing between the Buckeyes, Florida, Florida State, Miami, UCF, and Tennessee on March the 30th. And it looks like right now, instead of Florida being the main competition for Ohio State, it's like Miami may be the team battling the Buckeyes here down the stretch for Alfred. Uh, let's keep it going here. Nathaniel Awusu Boating from IMG Academy, top priority for the Gators. He's originally from the state of Virginia. He met Ron Roberts for the first time in late January and admitted that Jay Bateman leaving Florida doesn't really have an effect on him all that much because of relationships with Brandon Spikes and Cannon Gibbs, some assistant coaches there at the linebacker spot for the Gators. Also, the Gators have former IMG product DeRay Hawkins pushing a Wilson Bow team to come toward Gainesville. One of the top linebackers in the country doesn't have a top list right now, Notre Dame, Miami, South Carolina, Florida have a lot of the early buzz. South Carolina, the only official visit scheduled right now. And that's in late May, early June, but does say Florida will get one. Let's keep it there at IMG. Gavin Nix, 25 scholarship offers heading into his senior year. He said he hasn't started to narrow down his choices just yet, but that will come soon. He's enjoyed this process. With his growth and recruiting attention, six foot, 220 pound, Alabama, 
Florida, Florida State, Ohio State, UCF, Texas A&M are all trying to win his services. He had an impressive junior season as IMG's second leading tackler with 42 in eight games. Also had six tackles for a loss and a sack. And this one's really hard to nail down. As Nick said, he, he'll start zeroing in, zeroing in on schools once he's seen them all. I'll probably get that done after this summer because this spring and summer we're going to go see the northern schools, see a few schools we haven't seen yet, he said. Quote, right now it's fair game. I'm just trying to create relationships where I can and probably come start summertime, I'll start narrowing down my list. So I'm just going to start trying to create relationships where I can and probably come summertime, I'll start narrowing my list down. There, I had to get that quote right. It <laughs> floated a little weird there. So let's go out of state before we end off, uh, before we end on linebacker. And that is going up to the state of Georgia for Tavion Wallace out of Jessup in Wayne County. Wallace comes in as a top three linebacker in the country. Said it was a dream to visit Gainesville back in late January. Said he grew up a Gators fan and that would keep Florida high on his list. The biggest thing is building a relationship with Napier, Roberts, and Armstrong. And look, to get this one, though, probably is going to probably, Florida's probably going to have to overcome the rival Seminoles as they hold an early lead, it seems. So one thing I, I noticed putting this linebacker list together and a lot of other linebacker targets out there, I think these are the four to concentrate on, but Florida State's in the mix for a lot a lot of the top linebackers. That's yeah, kind of you know, interesting there, uh, but their name is involved uh, and maybe even top of list for a lot of the linebackers out there. So in-state battle, rival battle for some linebackers. Florida State's the team, I think, to you know see what they do here at the linebacker spot in the class of 2025. Could affect you know who, who could be targets for the Gators. All right, of course, we'll now go to the secondary. And of course, you know, with this, big changes back there. Will Harris coming in, taking over for the departed Corey Raymond, the, the fired Corey Raymond. He goes back to LSU. Florida, and Florida also needs to rebound a bit from that last class. You know, not a whole lot of top players in the 2024 class, had that great haul in 2023, and now Will Harris leading the way. Big story, of course, DJ Pickett from Zephyr Hills was thought to be a strong Gator lean for just most of his recruitment. At the beginning of the year, Pickett excluded Florida from his top five. He did visit for several days after that, trying to create a strong relationship with Will Harris. Changed his mind maybe a bit. There was some positive feedback, but Florida still didn't make it. And Pickett's recently updated the top five. So, look, he's, cha- he's changed his top five. He's updated it. Florida's still not on it. So, we'll see. You know, if Florida will get him on campus. They'll continue their high pursuit of him. This in state target, a lot of ground to make up. Michigan, Oregon, LSU. LSU seems to, with Corey Raymond, seems to be the popular school right now, early on, still to maybe look out for in a favorable position. But, you know, once Corey Raymond left, it was perceived that Florida's lead just evaporated. Uh, so we'll see what that means in the end. Like I said, Florida leaning, leading for so long for Pickett. 
you know, top 10 player overall, third-ranked cornerback in the country. Be nice if could find some way to turn that one around. So another safety prospect the Gators are targeting. Uh, pick it, you know, labeled a cornerback, but the Gators has seen him as a safety. And another safety prospect that the Gators are targeting as a cornerback. Dallas Golden from Tampa Berkeley Prep. Listed as a safety, but Florida looking at as a cornerback. So you, you see, I, that's why I group these guys together. You know, Pickett listed as a cornerback, but some team as a safety. Some team as a – each school recruit these guys different. But for Florida, and here with Dallas Golden, safety prospect, the Gators team as a corner. From Tampa Berkeley Prep, as I said, versatile prospect who's a high priority for the Gators. They need to get him on campus soon. He, of course, not far away from Gainesville there in Tampa. A trip shouldn't be that hard, but Golden hasn't made many trips to Florida and, you know, heading into spring ball and a lot of visits to be happening soon. Um, Got to maybe get over Florida State, Notre Dame, who seem to be in good position there with Golden. But, of course, you know, top 100 prospect, two hours down the road, that's one Florida start. We need to start hearing some positive mojo there for Dallas Golden Indicators. Let's keep it going at cornerback spot. Ben Hanks Jr. just released that he plans to visit Florida this spring along with Miami, Georgia, Florida State, Syracuse, Louisville, and Penn State. Told 24-7 sports. They're the schools that are showing the most interest in me, said Hanks, who has several key factors that are high on his list. The education process. And I want to play as a true freshman. A coach that can coach me on and off the field and to be a man. So Florida's long been involved here. Of course, his father, Ben Hanks, was a player for the Gators. Uh, but, you know, the younger Hanks' interest in Florida, just he wants to take that beyond the legacy. He goes, me and Coach Harris, me and secondary coach Will Harris, we have a great connection. Florida is a great school, and my father went there, so that makes it good if I continue the legacy there. But at the same time, I want to build my own legacy. Hanks has welcomed the potential pressure if he decides to go to Florida and follow in his father's footsteps. He'd embrace it, but you know it's not a not really a help for Florida. We'll see where it all goes there in the end. See if that plays a factor in his decision. A decision that looks to be planned for the summer with the Hurricanes thought to have the early lead for the defensive back out of Booker T. Washington down in Miami. Chris McCorkle, he's up next from Cardinal Mooney. Cardinal Moody in Sarasota. He continues to trend. Uh, he, he could continue the trend for the Gators out of that school. Remember, his connection to Florida right now is recent Florida signee, Teddy Foster, who also played at Cardinal Moody and just recently signed with the 2024 class for the Gators. McCorkle is a big fan of Will Harris and his up-tempo coaching style. Back in January, McCorkle admitted Florida has a lead in his recruitment. He's got his official visit set for June 7th through 9th in a top 12 of Florida, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisville, Michigan, I mean Michigan State, not Michigan, Mississippi State, UCF, and West Virginia. During his junior season, he accounted for nine pass breakups, four interceptions, 
to go along with 14 tackles on the year. Let's take it back to IMG Major Preston. Uh, he's a fast-rising cornerback. If you see the graphic here, not ranked in any of the major services, 24-7 sports or on three. Uh, but, I mean, from IMG, fast-rising won't probably be long before he gets a ranking. He'll officially visit Florida in June. Mentions that new defensive back coach Will Harris is a big reason why Florida's in the mix, along with his home state school, Virginia Tech. Other offers, and this is probably why you'll see a ranking for him pretty soon and pop up um, as a fast riser. Michigan, Ole Miss, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, Penn State, Syracuse, Boston College are his offers. And let's go safety position again. And this is the big one. And I say that because hopefully it's Florida's next commit. A top 50-ish player here in Hilton Stubbs. Of course, from Mandarin in Jacksonville, Florida continues to be at the top. And his top choice of Stubbs has planned three more trips to Gainesville, including an official visit. Florida State, Miami, USC have also secured official visit dates. So a lot of competition for one of the state of Florida's best players, one of the best safeties in the country. But as we head into March, I think Florida's still sitting in a good spot here. And look, at the, where we're at right now and everything we're hearing for how this one's trending, this is a must-get for Florida with the situation they're in right now. One of the top safeties in the country in a friendly or what should be a more friendly Jacksonville area prospect, have to get this one done. Decision likely coming in the spring. Great relationship with Austin Armstrong and Will Harris. That's a key factor. Stubbs credited with 97 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, six interceptions, six pass breakups, three fumble returns, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. Very, very active player. Very active safety prospect that the Gators could be getting, and hopefully pretty soon. Keep it there for safety. Keon Young, despite Young's recent release of a top 10, Florida maintains a pretty significant advantage in attracting the Lakeland target. In fact, he almost committed to Florida in January. Secondary coach Will Harris has emphasized that Young is a top priority. He's a lifelong Florida fan, so that fuels some optimism there for the Gators. The message to the former USF commit from Will Harris is the Florida boys need to stay in Florida. So the Gators are the early favorite with his top 10. That includes Auburn, Kentucky, Michigan State, Missouri, Oregon, USF, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and West Virginia. So you're looking at you know a top 250-ish player in Keon Young there at safety. Hilton Stubbs, a top 50-ish player. I mean, Florida could get some a talent influx here at safety. And it looks like they're leading for two of them, those two right now. Let's go down south a little bit. Safety Bryce Fitzgerald from Miami has had Florida as one of his top three choices and has always been his dream school. He got a renewed offer from Will Harris in late January after the coaching change, and that was significant for him which led to a visit being scheduled for the subsequent Saturday. Those plans fell through, but however, this does not affect UF's strong standing. The versatile defensive back plans to visit campus 
sooner rather than later. He said after getting that offer from Will Harris, I love the brotherhood the Gators have and how they stuck together, even though they had a bad season. I also like the Gators because I trust in their coaching staff and believe in Coach Harris and getting me to the next level. So rapidly rising junior, Florida shows interest in his versatility and plans to use him in various roles. So safety, corner, nickel. 2023 season, Fitzgerald had 20 tackles, 15 of those solo, five interceptions, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and a pass breakup. So they want me to play corner and safety. I'd be moving around a lot. Fitzgerald said of his fit at Florida. I keep it going right here. Last one, Caleb Singleton from Fleming Island, right outside of Jacksonville, has the Gators in his top three with Boston College, Iowa, Iowa State, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and UCF, and others in pursuit. He's listed as a cornerback, an athlete. The Gators see him as a safety. He says the communication has been great with Florida as he's been on campus, and Florida, Billy Napier, and Austin Armstrong also dropped by his school in January. So Caleb Singleton there, as I said, athlete. Down, down, down the list as far as ranking goes. 662 overall in 24-7 sports. 59th ranked cornerback. Listed as an athlete on on three, but he is unranked on that service. So going going there, I mean, at at corner, you got to wonder where Florida goes next at, at, at corner and see if they can get a top name. But certainly at safety, Florida's got some good options there. Uh, and maybe some decisions this spring there at the safety spot, and maybe can certainly wrap up that position uh, pretty soon. Where we know, you know, Florida needs some help there, um, and looks like they got some pretty good choices for now. Hopefully, it continues to trend that way. Hopefully, the good news continues and, and stays good news. But certainly, Stubbs there probably commit watch any time this spring. Maybe the next commit there for the Gators one they got to have. All right, a little bit of news before I sign off right here on this episode. Got through those targets there for class of 2025. Offense last week, defense this week. Hopefully got you all guys. If, you, if you've been behind a little bit and following 2025 recruiting, getting you caught up, getting you started, as uh, it never ends. It never ends. But listen, let's go to some news. And Florida has fi- hired, not fired, Florida has hired former Arkansas offensive coordinator Dan Enos for an off-field analyst role. His responsibilities will include scouting and project work with head coach Billy Napier. Jacob Rudner, a 24, or Swamp 24-7 was the first to report this. Previously, Paul Pascaloni, remember that guy, performed a similar role for Florida before moving on to the NFL prior to the 2022 season. Billy Napier brings him in. Uh, I think he was held over from Mullen staff, if I believe right, um, if I remember right, and then took a job before Billy Napier even coached the game. But back to Enos, 55 years old, would join the Gators after serving part of the 2023 season with the Razorbacks. He was dismissed on October 22nd when Arkansas had a 2-6 and six record. And remember, at that time, they were 2-6 and six headed into the Florida game. They fired Enos. That was his second stint as Arkansas's offensive coordinator. He had been there before from 2015 to 2017. So as I mentioned, you know, two and six 
Enos got fired as offensive coordinator right before the game against Florida. Interim coordinator Kenny Guyton led Arkansas into the swamp. 39-36 upset victory over the Gators. That was the first game after Danny Enos left. But over his 30-plus year career, Enos has worked at Maryland in 2021 to 2022, Cincinnati in 2004-5, also in 2020, Miami in 2019. Guys, he was that offensive coordinator for Miami when Florida and Miami kicked off week zero there in Orlando. And Florida just had sack after sack after sack. Um, Danny Enos was the offensive coordinator for that Miami team. He was at Alabama in 2018, Michigan as well. Uh, Central Michigan in 2010 to 14 is alma mater Michigan State in the early 90s in 2006, 2009, among other schools. Now, his most noticeable achievement as a coordinator occurred, occurred at Maryland. The Terrapins ranked fourth in the Big Ten in total offense in 2021 and 2022, fourth and fifth in scoring offense those respective years. In 2015, his first year at Arkansas, the Razorbacks surpassed 6,000 total offensive yards for only the third time in the school's history. That season, then quarterback Brandon Allen set career records for, or school records for career passing touchdowns with 64, single game touchdown passes with seven. And the Razorbacks also set a new program record for total touchdowns that year with 62. So, not a lot to love lately. There from Dan Enos, especially as an offensive play caller. Thankfully for me, if you guys have listened to Gators Breakdown, even saw me on social media, not a lot of love, even before this, no connection to Florida, not a lot of love lost there from Dan Enos. I mean, Arkansas's offense was putrid last year. As I mentioned, that 2019 Miami game um, had some success there at Maryland, but you know, look, this is an off-field role for Enos. And... You know, his first in Arkansas, it, it had some good, but since then it's been mostly bad. I know there was some success at Maryland, but seeing how that situation has played out for both parties since then, look, that's Mike, like, Mike Loxley's offense there for the Terrapins. Um, okay, you know, this may get a little bit of credit, but that's Loxley's offense. So but here, here we go. Either way, it's an off-field role. It won't impact Florida too much, positively, negatively. This is more support role of staff, not decision-making. Makes it easier to handle for me. You know, Hopefully he makes a better analyst than he has a better offensive coordinator recently because that has not been good. Um, so I'm telling you, as a pure play caller, offensive play caller, I, I, no, not at all. Not, no. <laughs> I, has, I have not been a big Dan Enos fan. Not going to change the tune there as far as an offensive play caller. No, he doesn't have that role uh, at Florida. So can he offer some insight as an analyst? Uh, and Chach on Gators Breakdown Plus, um, he probably said it best of why it's not really that big of a deal for an off-field analyst hire. You know, guys like Enos are typically what big programs hire for those roles. Butch Jones, terrible coach at, you know, of course, terrible coach, but was in, in Alabama, pretty much the same role. Did pretty good there. Got another head coaching job. Um, Major Applewhite's another name, guys like that. So he says, like, of all the things to complain about, you think that we hired him as OC? Well, we didn't, thankfully. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, not even close to that. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some insight 
but not so sure how much in the game planning and like no no decisions will be coming through him on game days or anything like that. But I mean, look, does the does the, the does the hire leave a lot to be desired because of a recent track record? Absolutely. I'm not going to sell this as some just because he's a you know orange and blue shirt now. This is some great hire for Florida. I think it has very little impact either way. It's a name hire. I mean, a lot of you, if you know college football, you you know about Dan Enos. Look, he had he had some success. He has had some success before. Just not a whole lot of it recently, and not much we can point to to say, yep, that that that's him. Yeah, you know, that's that's the success that that team is seeing because Dan Enos is dialing up plays and dialing up mismatches. Nah, I can't. I can't say that. I can't say that. So we'll see. I mean, in the end, you know, I just very little impact for me. There we go. That'll end a little bit of news right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Looking at you out there and giving you class of 2025 offense last week, defense this week. Hope you guys enjoyed that. A little bit of news here with Danny Eno's hired on staff as well. So that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.